a lot of us are afraid of being in business and going into business because you hear the stats that more than 50% of businesses fail. But what if you can get a formula that guarantees you success in your business? My guest today on this episode shares a formula for business success, and uh, she's very confident in it. And her confidence is one that you can lock into and will help you to be confident as you take the steps to start and to grow your business. So I want to just share this episode with you. Before we get into it, I want to encourage you to do a few things. Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go ahead and hit that button down below to subscribe. And if you're listening on a podcasting platform, I need you to give us a rating and a review. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and then leave a review so that others will find it. Now, let's get into our episode with Dion Stokes on the formula for business success. Welcome back. We're back with another episode of the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. Super excited that some of you have been on this journey for a while. So you've been gaining tools and tips and inspiration. And maybe for you, this is your first time checking out the podcast. So this is what we need you to do. Please make sure you hit subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, or any other podcasting platform, please subscribe and do us one more thing if you're a listener of the podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. It helps someone else to find the podcast. All right. I'll just tell you, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine sent me a clip of this individual, and her message resonated exactly with what we talk about on this podcast. And so I'm so excited today to present to some and introduce to others Miss Dion Stokes. Dion, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I really do. Thank you. Awesome. Well, listen, um, there's so much about your background I want us to get into uh, for you to introduce yourself. But and even before the question that I told you about, there was something when you were presenting your bio, I asked, what's something else that you want me to know about? You, you said I was a server at Olive Garden for seven years. And I was just so curious. Why did you say that with all the other things that we're going to get into? And let me just tell you, uh, folks watching and listening. Dion has an impressive resume. She's doing amazing work. But there's something about that, especially with the tagline of this podcast. And I'm really curious why you said that. Listen, when I tell you Olive Garden was probably the best seven years of my life in hindsight, I learned everything about what I do today in my service at Olive Garden. And it was the opportunity to serve individuals and not know what was going to happen at the end of it that made it the the learning like the biggest learning lesson, like the tool that I needed to be in service today. I don't work in hospitality today, but what I know about serving individuals, meeting their needs, expect meeting their expectations, expectations, I have no idea what they are. Everybody has different expectations, but figuring a person out, reading the room, understanding the atmosphere, all of those things I learned from serving tables. I mean, <laughs> do they need a moment? Are they having a personal conversation? They don't need me to come and give them one drop of water. 
No, they need me to leave them alone. Are they needy? Do they want to talk? Do they want, are they lonely? All of these things about people I learned in those seven years. And then beyond that, I learned what it took to communicate with individuals to help them to be able to give you what you needed to live. And so those are the things that I took away from that, that, um, that learning experience. And I use those same things, those same tools that I learned at Olive Garden on University Drive in Huntsville, Alabama. Shout out to the OG. I use it every day to this day, which is almost 20 years later. That's interesting. That So a lot of times people will go through you know, their early work experience and when they get to another level, right? They mm -hmm. just kind of like, you know, we you start off with your resume and you put yeah. certain things on there. And mm -hmm. as bigger things come, you just drop certain things off of your resume. Like, okay, yeah. I, you know, I volunteered with Boys and Girls Club. Yes. And I, you know, you, you drop certain things off. But it mm -hmm. seems like that, that that job and that role for seven years really had a, a an, an impact of shaping um, the work that you've been doing, who you are, and how mm -hmm. it's helped you to grow in business. It really has, and I think that the reason that 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 it has had such a great impact so many years later is that. I wanted so bad to get out of there. And when I was in college and even after college, my whole dream was to be able to leave Olive Garden. I was like, if I could just get out of here, I'm gonna get a real job and I'm gonna have salary and I'm gonna do these things. And little did I know is that I made significantly more money working there than I did in my corporate job right outside of college. And it was one of those lessons. And like I said, I appreciate it in hindsight. It was the lessons that I learned there about <laughs> unmet expectations expectations that have really helped me to be able to be, I, I, well, the word excellent came to mind. <laughs> excellent mm, is what I do safe. today. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing that has set me completely apart. So it doesn't get to roll off. The fact that you can serve somebody in the most humble way possible by giving them food and water and, and cleaning up behind them is something that I don't ever want to forget. It's just a part of the building blocks of who I am. And that's really part of what this whole podcast is about, monetize your mm -hmm. ministry and ministry yeah. being service. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we look at service as being on a stage, up mm -hmm. front, but yes. a lot of times service starts in really small things. Yeah. And what you were doing there, yeah, mm -hmm. it's service. And you learned through serving the building blocks for your business. And so let me tell you, I would I would take people's orders. I would take a, a table of 20 people. I would take their food, appetizers, entrees, desserts without ever writing it down. No way. And those are the types of things that helped me to then be a personable person. When I meet somebody and I'm impressed, I need to understand you. I need to be impressed by you. I need to remember something about you. I'm going to be able to remember it. So every single one of my clients, every problem that they have, every solution I've been able to offer them, every million or comma in their income that they've made from me or by any other means, I know what it is. And so I'm saying the, it's it's been a real building block. I didn't, that was a muscle that I didn't have the moment that I started there, that I built by being there. Dion, by it the was, way. It was interesting. I, I you know, I, I really wrote that in. It was just right. kind of like light and funny, but like when I really think about it, it was everything. It was, it was amazing. No, I'll tell you though, you, you, yeah. people like you scare me when I'm at a restaurant and they're like nothing writing it down and people are like, I want this, but take this off. And can you add this? I'm like, and the person's just like, okay, uh huh. I'm like, this is gonna be messed up. I it's know gonna it. Be a mess. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna put it in the wrong place, and it's very surprising. And I'm, I'm, I'll be, I'll be honest. Most times, they get mm -hmm. it perfectly right, and I, and you're absolutely right. I, I don't think we recognize how much of a muscle, a skill, 
I, you know, just that that is it's and how much, how valuable that is mm -hmm. for other parts of life. And let's, mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about some of that. So Dion, yeah. tell people who you are, because I, I can read off your bio here, which is super yeah. impressive. But yeah. you give us a little window into some of these things that you are doing now and that you've been able to do in your personal, in your professional career. Yeah, I am a business coach um, with, a, with a slight twist. I believe in building communities of individuals that are going to have lasting relationships and impact with each other. And what I mean by that is my, my, uh, my business coaching community is called a click. And one thing that I always wanted when I was growing up was a clique of girls that would ride for me no matter what. Like if I was doing well, if I was in the right, they was riding with me. If I was dead wrong, they were going to be like, but that's okay because somehow she misunderstood and that's okay too. And that is just what I offer the women inside of the AP Click, um, the, the business coaching community that I've started is that I ride for you. You want to start this business. You have this dream. You have this passion. You have this fire in your belly. God told you to do it even. And you don't know where to go. And you've done a lot of things that are wrong. And you've had a lot of people that think that you can't do it. And you've you've gotten yourself that you couldn't do it, that you weren't worth it, that you've made so many mistakes, that you fail so often. And we're here to, to acknowledge that you have, but then to build you up from there. We yeah. don't ride with you no matter what. And so today I'm a writer. I'm a person that rides for individuals who want to start a business. And I mean, when I say start a business with zero dollars in the bank or they're, you know, they're grossing 10, 20, 35,000 dollar months. I'm here for you to help you to be able to grow that because I've seen so many companies that have started with individuals that have had absolutely no money. A person comes to mind that I interviewed on one of my podcasts, The Failure Report, uh, Kim Lewis, and I would meet with her at the Atlanta Bread Company and she would order water. And I think that she's maybe this is maybe 15, 20 years, maybe 18 years later. She's grossing about between 10 and 25 million dollars a year. And to watch her growth, her progress, and to remember that lady sitting in that Panera, that Atlanta bread company ordering water, she's the same person, but she just looks different. She acts different. She moves differently because she had a dream that she believed in, and I was able to be a part of that. That means everything to me. So if you ask me who I am today, I'm just a member of a clique that builds up women in every way that I can. I love it. I love it. You see, you ride, you're a writer. You, I'm, I'm your writer. writer. I'm yeah, writer. I love it. I love it. I love it. Wow. So, so Dion, there's um, so much here that we I want to unpack. Um, but before that, maybe people want uh, to know a little bit even more. Like, what's something about you that folks would yeah. be surprised to learn? Like, maybe even folks yeah. who've been riding with you for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To see who I am today, I don't think that anyone really believes I started my professional career in politics. And I did that for over 13 years. I was a a complete politician. And so again, we go back to that Olive Garden and really help to remember everybody's name, everybody's situation. But I groomed politicians. I was a political manager, um, like I said, for 13 years from city council all the way up to U.S. Senate. And I worked primarily in the states of Alabama and Kentucky. And I absolutely loved it. But when individuals meet me, they're like, I always assume that a political analyst or a manager is different than you are. You're outspoken and charismatic and have a lot to say and run the politicians you work for. And that's yeah. all those things are true. Um, but it is the part of my life that I absolutely enjoyed until it was time for me to retire. And when it was time, it was time. He said retire. I retired. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> After 13 years, I hung up my hat. I'm done with that. 
Yeah. I don't even watch the news now. I don't care. <laughs> well, you're in a different phase. Uh, it sounds like there's some, some pivoting that's happened. Um, oh, yes. But as, I just want to I want to unpack some things. You talked about you're a business coach. And one of the things that, and being a business coach myself, one of the things that I've had to battle, and I don't know if you've had to battle this, is there's sometimes even a negative stigma. Everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be a coach now. Everyone wants to be a business coach now. Like, you know, like how? Because, because, because I actually have a different view on mm -hmm. more people should be coaches. But how do you kind of come come against that thought? Like, oh, so you're just building a business off of helping people build a business. How do you address yeah. that conversation? I think that simultaneously, even while I was working on politics, I've always been a business consultant. And business consultancy with, to me was, um, I was highly passionate about it until during the pandemic. I, I was a business consultant longer than I've done a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And I one day decided I didn't want to make millionaires more money. Mm. I just had no desire to make you any more money. You already have enough. <laughs> and my job was to help you make more. And I was very good at it. And there was a time in my life that I was very passionate about it. And then I just kept seeing the need of other individuals who would pull my skirt and say, I have a skincare line. I have a makeup line. I have a trinket. I, I'm making this widget. And yeah. it was never, I never had, I had never had enough capacity to be able to also help that person right. because I was off helping millionaires make more millions. And one day, as they say, my soul opened up and I was done with it. I just, I had no desire to do it anymore. And I absolutely love the companies that I worked for. I honor them in every effort that they make to make our world more functional and more prosperous and more, I, I love all of those things, but it just wasn't for me anymore. And so I took everything that I knew about business consultancy of building billion dollar businesses. And now I help individuals start with $0 in the make and make at least $10,000 a month. Just wow. as simple. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm reading something here. It says after losing 100% of the marketing clients from March 13 to March 31, 2020, Dion was finally gifted the space to focus on her passions full time. Let's like, talk about it. Yeah, think about like lose a hundred percent and uh -huh. gifting, like uh -huh. those in the same things. sentence. Yeah, yeah I was like, you, you <laughs> know, I actually had to read that to make sure I didn't skip a line in my reading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk about that, like. This is the Ooh. right at the beginning of COVID, right? Like That's COVID correct. Is yeah. So COVID has just started. Yeah. And we, I am, I am at a professional high. Mm -hmm. I have, I'm at the, like where I would say like last year was, was great. This year is 10 X that like we were mm -hmm. doing so well, the end of 19 entering into 2020. And I was feeling fulfilled. I didn't have this burn. I, I had I started getting this burn in my belly to make a, ch a change in March, and I know it was the Holy Spirit that was like, you know, you really want to do something else. You said once you got to this number, this was your magic number. You know, we all had those magic numbers yeah. in mind that you were going to make a shift in how how present you were in your business, all of those things. And 
I just was kind of like, I know what I said, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I know I said I was going to take a step back and not be so all of these. This is all March 1st. Like I can give you the dates. Right. I know I said that, God. I know I said that I was going to take a step back and I was, you know, but I but look at us like we're killing it right now. And I'm at the helm of this and I can't take my hand off of it because I'm so needed. Oh, here goes the air quotes for all my listeners. So needed, so un unreplaceable, mm. so needs to be right here because it won't function, won't you know happen without me, me pointing at myself, me. And so the March tenth came and I couldn't smell, I couldn't taste, I couldn't breathe deeply. I didn't know what was wrong with me, and I was at a friend's. I had a fever of one hundred and two. I was at a friend's birthday party, and I was like, I just really, I feel sick. I feel so sick. I don't know what's going on. And so I left work that day and I took a few days off because I wasn't feeling well. And I kept coughing and it was just, I was just in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And that was the last day that I set foot in my office as I knew it. Um, March 13th, I got my first call from a seven year client that decided to pause, what they called a pause wow. on the yep. contract. Yep. Mm -hmm. You remember these pauses? Remember that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, pause. we're just, yeah. we're just pause. pausing. Just for a little while. We don't know what's going to happen. So we're just taking, you know, at some individuals were coming to the end of their quarter. And so they were on a more of a quarter basis. And so they were saying, we're going to terminate. We're not going to renew. And from the 13th to the 30th, 31st of March, I lost every single one of our clients. And I hear so many individual stories of people coming back and them saying, OK, we want to do this again, you know, in April and May. And I was gifted this space. I was gifted this space to do what I told God I wanted to do. Nobody came back. Nobody came back. It's it was my story is not the Cinderella story of like they wanted to come back and I was like no da 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 da. da. They just never came back. New clients, old clients, clients I've known for years, clients I've been at their kids' birthday parties. This wasn't like oh well maybe you were doing a bad job. Perhaps, I don't know. I could say a whole bunch of reasons why. I won't ever know. I don't even choose to know because what I do know is that I told God I was going to do something and he was going to see fit that I did it. And so as tragic as COVID was and all the tragedy that we faced, I feel was very personal for me. It was done very intentionally for a lot of people, but I was one of those people. And it gave me the space to do what I do today. Yeah. You said something so so right. There were just I mean we can't put into any sort of word or count how much people lost there. Oh my gosh, and in the yeah. midst of the loss, there were opportunities for others, right? Opportunities to recalibrate, and for for you, God gave you space yes. to finally say yes to that thing that yes. that He had put inside of your heart, put inside of your spirit, and so yes. Yes. <laughs> now. You talk about working with people in starting a businesses from zero. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the two things I want to marry here. There's something I listen to you talk about failure. Failure is something you don't shy away from it. No. And I think it's important. And Dion, as we're talking about failure, one of the things that I think stops people from going into business is we hear the stats that over 50% of new businesses are going to fail, right? Yeah. And yeah. so how do you work with someone with that huge possibility that they're bringing or hearing that they're going to fail like how do we how do you manage that tension yeah i've figured out the formula to success and mm. 
because I know the formula, I refuse to allow anyone to fail. It's up to every single person that works with me to be able to apply that formula. But because I have tried it, I have tested it. I, you know, what, what, what I've been given the opportunity to do is to try theories with millions of dollars in the bank. Mm. And so if it, if it falters a little bit, you're like, ah, we lost a little bit today, but it's okay. When you have no money in the bank, you don't really have room for a trial and error. You're kind of like, it's better work. So what I've done is I figured out on someone else's dime, the six, the formula to success, and I won't allow anyone to fail because it is a personal decision if you do fail, because there is a formula to be successful if you follow it. And I will tell you the formula to success. It is. I was going to say, are we, are we oh, gonna get listen, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm opening the bag. I'm opening the bag. Here, you're going to drop this bag. down. Better. <laughs> it's, it's Those words. of you who are watching this, you better get some paper, pull over yeah. on the side of the road. Right, right now. now, here we go. Right now, take a voice note, clip this part because the formula to success is three words preparation plus opportunity equals success. Mm -hmm. Preparation plus opportunity equals success. And the thing of it is, is that I have never met a successful person who got an opportunity. I've never met a successful person who's got an opportunity that wasn't prepared for it. Mm. If you're not prepared for the opportunity, guess what? You're not going to be successful. Yeah. You're not going to be successful. Opportunity can come shaking your doors down. If mm. you're not prepared for it, you will not be successful. So what does preparation mean? It means a lot of things to everybody, somebody different. Preparation means something different to absolutely everyone. But what I do in business is I help you be prepared because the opportunity will come. You can find it, you can seek it, you can pay for it. The opportunity will come. And that will help you to be successful. But you have got to be prepared. Systems, organization, uh, commitment, dedication, discipline, all of those things are in the preparation side. See, those things, those words we don't like. We don't like yeah. those words. But that's how you are prepared because opportunity will happen. And when you ask me to be on your pad, your podcast, I could turn you around a bio in one second because if the opportunity passes, say, oh, Deanna, I don't have any more dates for this month. Oh, I wouldn't have this opportunity and I wouldn't be able to have this uh, moment. Uh -huh. I wouldn't be successful in this space if I wasn't already prepared because I never knew you were going to call. Thanks. Shout out to Paula for putting us together that's again. Right. I appreciate her. But what if that didn't happen? And so I teach individuals how to be prepared. And when they're not prepared, they will fail. And when you fail once, it hurts. When you fail twice, it's devastating. When you fail a third time, it's the thing that makes you say, I will never try it again. And so I help individuals mitigate that process. Wow. Okay. I love this. So we're going to dig in a little bit. So, yeah. so Dion, um, I'm guessing a lot of people you work with, when they come to you to start working on this business idea, they yeah. are working a job. Business is not bringing enough money for them to um, be full time doing this, right? Right, so mostly. Mm -hmm. Let's let's walk through this. And I, I here's one of the things I want to appreciate. I'm going to pause my question. You you mentioned that you your you have a target audience. You have a yes. group that you're you're passionate about. Talk a little bit about the group that you're passionate about working with mm -hmm. your target group, and the importance of having a target group because I meet so many people who is. Who, who are you for? Who is your product for, your service for? It's for anyone. It's for everyone. Yeah. yeah. A lot of us are so, we feel like it's something wrong to have a clear target. So talk about your target and the importance yeah. of target. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. I love this question. So I have two, I have, I, I have one target, but they have to do two things in order for me to work with them. So one is I have a company called the ambition planner. Now I know you've heard me say a lot of companies and I manage them all every day. God's amazing. Cause I don't know how I do this, but I have a company called the ambition planner and I cherry pick individuals who purchase ambition planners to be a part of my coaching program. And the reason why, and I, and specifically women, because the reason why is individuals who are dedicated to organization really understand the importance of how organized they're going to have to be in order to be able to balance the two things that they're doing. Because to your very good point, absolutely. Most of them are, we call them side hustlers. You can call them grinders. You can call them moonlighters. You can, you can identify however you choose. Multi-hyphenates. I identify as a multi-hyphenate, right? If that's the case, I need for you to be extremely organized. If you already are in the market for a planner, more than likely you figured out, I need somebody to help me with this. I need to write it down. I need to get really serious about monotasking my time. I need to value my most valuable asset, which is my time. From there, I then say, I see you ordered our planner. This is something that you're interested in. What do you want this planner for? The moment that that woman says, because I want to be able to start a business, is that's my target market. You have to want, you have to be there. That's that's kind of my, my, my litmus test for how serious you are because everybody wants to not work for the man, right? That sounds so glamorous. Everybody yeah, wants yeah, to own yeah. a business. If you're on any social media, it's on, that's, that's, that's it, right? It's there. But there is, there's, I've worked with so many people who are just not serious about it. They don't want to do the things that it takes on that side of the equation we just talked about, the preparation side. And I said the commitment, the dedication, the discipline, all of those things, they don't want to do that part. But the moment that I see you make a purchase as serious as a 90-day planner. Mm. My planners are not annual. These are 90-day planners. I'm I'm identifying a, 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 um, a passion in you that is different from anybody that would buy a 365 planner. And that is honestly how I found my target market. When I created the planner during the pandemic, it was for myself because I operate in quarter systems. I just work in business so long. That's how I operate. But then when I saw other women that were invested in that same process, that's my niche. Those are my people. And I enjoy working with women because I really feel like we have to balance so many things uh -huh. outside of the things that we say, oh, a husband and kids. I got to balance my emotions. I got to balance my mama. She's getting older. She's I have my own health issues. Anything internally. I'm not even talking about the external things that go on. We, we manage so many things and we still have this calling. God doesn't rescind the call. He still uh -huh. told me I had to do this. So now how am I going to be able to manage all of it? That's my girl. That's the person that I want to talk to because I want to be able to help you bring that that idea to life. Oh, ideas to life. I love that. Ideas to life. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'll push you back a little bit, right? Like, but a man yeah. could benefit from a planner like Absolutely. that. A man has to be, um, manage a lot of stuff and a man might need uh, help with getting his business started. So why why not just keep it for both men and women? Like, what would yeah. you answer someone? Because that's the real questions people struggle with when they're going into any kind of business, when they're trying to monetize their ministry? Yeah, it is. A, it's a really good question. And it's probably an email that I get oh, almost every day. <laughs> what about us? What about us? It's not fair. Why can't we have it? And yeah, it's not fair. That's a good word. It's not, it's, fair. Not fair. it's not fair. Why can't we have the planner too? The thing of it is, is that there's other processes and planners that are out there that are for you. Find another one. This one is for women. This one is speaking to women's needs, speaking to their desire to be able to have manage their family, their life, their health, their money, their money, 
practice gratitude, lose weight, uh, gain weight, go to grocery store. These are things that women, these are issues that women deal with specifically that are inside of this planner. And I enjoy speaking to a demographic that is oftentimes clumped in, especially in business with men. You all have your own lane. We're we driving your lanes all the time. So this is a space where we can have our own little arm. We're off to the very far. We're off to the very far right already. You know, so we drive on the shoulder anyway on this highway. We just want. I want to keep our lane open. I want this lane to be for us. So I'm sorry, men. I hear it all the time. They're like, "Come on." Yeah. Don't <laughs> worry. Some some one of you all who is so upset about it, just make your make your planner. Just make the make planner. A planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ours is copywritten. So, you know, so don't infringe on my trademark, but otherwise make your own. Yeah. So, Dion, this someone comes to you, they have a business idea. Do you ever say, right? This is this is a question I get, and I'm sure you get. How do you determine if someone has a good business idea? How do you a woman come to she even has a little bit of doubt? She has some skepticism. Is this gonna work? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure people will buy this. How do you help? How do you help her evaluate? How do you evaluate? Yeah, this is a hard question because the thing that I hate telling individuals is no. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't a good idea. I'm I'm blessed to have not been in that position often, but really the evaluation comes down to how pliable you are with moving things inside of your business. When I when I have had to tell women no this isn't going to work is when I realize that they're not willing to move. When they're saying it will be this color, it will be magenta, it will be magenta and light. I will not have it. It will be called this. I will have this launch date. Those are the types of women that I say it may not work because uh -huh. I don't choose to do anything outside of research. If we can't actually compare it to something else, if we're not able to do any market research and make any adjustments to your business, then we're not going to be able to have, you're not going to be able to work with me. And maybe someone else completely disagrees, but I steep everything that we do in research. And so be for that reason, if individuals come and they say they're not even willing, they haven't done any market research and they don't really want to listen to that or they feel as if they feel very strongly about this, I, we just it, has, it makes it hard. It makes it so difficult to get yeah. any further than that. And so I, I have had to tell individuals, you know, that it, it's just not going to work. But no, normally that's the reason why. Most of the time, individuals have amazing ideas. Yeah. They have amazing ideas. God has gifted them with such amazing talent. It is when they don't want to move, when they don't want to move with the trends or time or things that makes it really difficult. Dion, just what yeah. you just said there is so key. Um, there are more great ideas, talented people, people with just amazing things to bring out into the world than are actually bringing it out. Like more people are sitting back on their stuff than are like it's not million dollar ideas. Right. Huh. The market isn't flooded with. There's not an oversaturation of people who just, okay, you know what? There are no more good ideas. No, there's so yeah. many more good things that are just waiting there to come out. And you, you make a really good point. I think, and, and I want your feedback on this. Mm -hmm. I think when we talk about failure, right? More than 50% fail. I think the failure happens when we stop, when there's a lack of movement, when we That's fail it. to pivot, when we fail to adjust, when we fail to get up and keep going when we fail to learn and, and iterate. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of, what's your reflection on it? Cause I think it sounds like for you, success in businesses, study, prepare, yes. make movements, shift, 
keep going. Like, talk to us about that. What's your reflection on that? Everything you just said is so true because I am the queen of a pivot. If it's not working, I will. I, I evaluate how long it's going to work. I go back to that 90-day method. Inside of the Ambition Planner, we set, we set goals. Each of those goals have milestones. Each of those milestones are tied back to a date. We monotask each of our time associated with that goal. If I say that I'm going to work on this for a solid 90 days, I'm going to be able to tell you if it's going to work or not in that amount of time. And that means I could have a brand new business venture four times a year if every single month, if, sorry, every single quarter, I'm deciding I need to pivot. But if you don't write it down, if you're not measuring it, you don't know how far you've come. You don't know if you are successful, if it's winning, if it's losing, if it's making money, if it's losing money. You don't know. And so I am so adamant about writing down your failures every single day. Just like I practice gratitude, I keep a failure report, i.e. the reason that it's sitting with my podcast. It is the way that I give praise for the mistakes that I allowed myself to make. And I allow myself to push myself to a very far limit. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's reiterate it. Let's try it again. But the thing of it is, is that you have to be willing to do that as a business owner to be successful. You have to trust that it's yours. You have to trust that God's not going to let you. He's not. He might. He might. He uh, might. He might put a lot of pressure on you, but he'll never crush you. So if, if God's never going to crush me, then that means I could keep going this far and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. But what I'm going to do from this is also learn from it. And my learning happens whenever I allow myself to reflect on it. And the way that I choose to reflect is I write those things down. Like I said, just like I practice gratitude, I write down the things that didn't go well. So that therefore I don't have to repeat those again. I, if I repeat a mistake, something really weird happened. I choose not to do that. <laughs> I choose to not repeat mistakes because mistakes happen for us. They happen for our good. They don't happen to us. And we take them so personally. We think that, oh, this failed, this happened. It's happening to me. Nobody understands COVID happened to me. It happened for me. It happened for my good. And when I think of failures happening for my good, it makes me just that much more excited to fail because it's going to happen for me in, in the end anyway. So I might as well try. I might as well iterate. I might as well pivot. But if I don't know why I'm doing it, I won't know when to do it. Yeah. Dion, I've never heard about a failure report. And yeah, that, that's uh, I'm, I'm so I'm gonna give you a confession right now. Yes. I think I'm gonna buy um, a, a planner for my wife, yes, and okay. um, and just kind of peek in, that, <laughs> peek in there, right? Like, gonna peek in there since because that that was a really good um, I've never heard of that, but when you said it and you said I'm learning from my failures, so I'm not repeating them, I see it makes sense. I do want to capture my victories and capture my yeah. successes but i also want to not shy away from failure right yes. not not be afraid to fail but also mm -hmm. not keep repeating the same failures right like what that, we do that, it all the time yeah we do it all the time it's just like whenever i first hired my first group of staff i probably was about five of them and i watched them one day just like stand around from about um, 9 a.m. until around 11.30. They just kind of hung out. Like they got their stuff together. They were shuffling stuff on their desk. And then about after, a little about after lunch, they started actually like honing in and getting serious. And then by five o'clock, the day was over. And I just kept looking at the lack of productivity. Like we could have gotten so much more done if they were more serious. And in writing in my journal one night, I was like, I need to assess their working habits. Like 
why is it that you don't want to seem to work at this time? And 100% of that group of individuals were like, I'm not a morning person. I'm a creative. I work very well at night. I take a lot of work home. In the morning, you have it on your desk because for X, Y, Z reason. And it was in that moment of like real reflection that I realized everybody doesn't work the same way. And yeah. I'm asking for you to do something that you're never going to do. But I was losing so much money by just acting like this was supposed to work. And that's how it's always been. But the moment that I allowed myself to reflect on it, the moment I was able to pivot, the moment I was able to say the office wasn't open until three, we opened at three, closed at 11 at night. It was perfect. Perfect. Wow. 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 <laughs> this was in 2006. Yeah. So this was before individuals were about, you know, the time and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. I was really, and it was because I was failing. We weren't showing up. We weren't mm. present. We yeah. weren't, yeah. we weren't there. And it was in yeah. that reflection that I figured that out. I haven't thought yeah, about that in years. That's funny. <laughs> so many, so many good points here. And I think that there's something that 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 I want to make sure we may have covered this, but I want to underscore this. So people who are looking at starting businesses, you're bringing your creativity, you're bringing your God given passion and your story. But there has to be some level of discipline and time investment. Yeah. And what I love about what you just shared with your planner and the systems that you're sharing here is it's giving you the room and it's showing you the room. Because a lot of times people start, they come with the ideas and say, I don't have time. I don't have time. But you're not really tracking the use of the time you know? that you have. How do you so, know? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> and so if we address that at the beginning, get the time and, and get that system in place, once you start figuring out the right actions to take, you have mm -hmm. a place to put those actions because you know your time. That's but it. if I don't have the time figured out, I'm mm -hmm. always going to feel overwhelmed yeah. And I'm never going to be taking the right actions and I'm going to get frustrated with the business yes. thinking the business didn't work. And it's no, yes, it's I didn't, I'm not aligned. Something's not aligned. Oh my goodness. You hit it on the head. That's why I cherry pick from our planner sales for individuals who want to start their businesses is because our planner is not for the faint of heart. It's not mm -hmm. one that you will find in TJ Maxx. It's not one of those that you see in Target. It's it's pretty um, intense because we do use the mono. We sorry, the uh, monotasking system. This is not a system that I created, but it is a system of actually understanding where you spend your time. If I know that I need to get this this task done, one of the things that I talk about a lot in the planner is swallowing your big frog at the beginning of the day, and that's a term that Mark Twain has coined, but. What is that big frog? What is that task that you don't want to do? It could be sending the emails, returning emails, sending, creating assets for so social media, whatever that big task is. What do you what time is it going to take you that take that comes from a time audit that you also need to know how long it takes you to do task and then doing that task first. But what I'm pressing individuals to do is understand where they spend their time. And when you realize that I'm wasting time, I'm wasting my asset. I don't work well at two o'clock in the afternoon. Between two and four, you can ask me to do absolutely anything. I'll say yes. That's my that's my secret, right? I'll say absolutely yes between two and four because that's not my time that I my very best that I'm yeah. on, right? That's not that's not my time. So if I know that, then what do I need to do during those times of the day? Well, I fill that time with those things. When I tell you, I've when I started monotasking my day and understanding how I spent my time, I literally. 12x our income Ooh. in 90 days by okay. understanding how I used my time. 
What do I do in the morning? What do I do first? How do I do this next? What am I going to be able to prioritize? When I figured that piece out, everything changed. So, okay. so Dion, you just shared this, and there's something about what you, you've you been saying. Uh, there, there's a couple of things I want to make sure I capture before we leave. Ambition brand, the ambition planner, like ambition, and you're a person of faith, yeah. and this is the Monetize yeah. Your Ministry podcast. And sometimes ambition sometimes mm -hmm. seems like a bad word. So yes. help us. Like, why is mm -hmm. ambition? the word that you lead with in your brand? Because uh, I read one day in the Bible, beware of your selfish ambitions. And I've only heard ambition used in a negative way. You know, she's overly ambitious. And I've been called that my whole life. And it was then that I realized that God was warning us against selfish ambitions, the ambitions that serve us. The things that we do that will bring us more glory, more opportunities, more fame, more prestige, more money, more whatever it is that we we lust after. And I have positioned myself and the majority of the people that I know um, are in a position where they just want to help people. I've never met. And I, I, I dare you to meet somebody to tell me one of your clients that has a business that does not help somebody. Yes, that's it. They're doing it to help someone else. Yes. And the thing of it is, is that with the moment that you start reflecting as yourself as somebody that is overly ambitious, I ride for the people that I work for. I'm doing this with all of my heart. I am going to be the face of ambition for you whenever you feel like you can't do it. Whenever you've been told that it wasn't a good idea, whenever you failed so many times before, I'm gonna need you to harvest some of the ambition that I have and the belief that I have for you. And I'm gonna let you use it until you have your own. Because what you're doing isn't selfish. Who you want to help is not is not needs you. And we're yeah. waiting for you to be able to show up. And so I lean all the way in into the word ambition because we have labeled it as something that is so negative. But the moment that you say I'm tapping into my ambition and I will get this done, it's the moment I've seen so many people succeed. I love it. A couple yeah. of things you you've been called this for so long, but you okay. leaned into it instead of leaning away from it. And a lot of times what we think is our negative is our positive. And then just something you, if there, if there is selfish ambition, could there yeah. be selfless ambition, right? Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. I want to get you out on this. Yes. Um, I, I love this sentence here. Um, this is the most spiritually, culturally inclusive daily planner and sold thousands of planners worldwide. So yeah. somebody's watching this, they got their own business and they want to know, help me, give me a couple tips or a tip. How do I increase my sales? How do I get my, what I have out into the world so that I can have thousands of whatever. So, yeah. So worldwide in, in a matter of, in a matter of months. And I will yeah, that's right. That Six months. Yeah, yes, I'll put that yeah. as a caveat. Yeah. The thing of it is, is that. When you ask God what you're supposed to do with your life, when I asked God what I was supposed to do in April of 2020, he gave he gave me this planner years before and I was deciding I was going to sell it. I was like, I don't sell. I don't create. I don't do products. I do service. So I'm staying my lane, you know, mm -hmm. and I had two amazing women that came to the table that should have purchased this planner. And I'm talking about take to the table with their lawyers, with the checkbook, the whole thing. And the deals fell through. And the thing of it is, is that to know that God preserved this for me for this time was the evidence that I needed to be able to produce it. And what I know is that whoever is on the other side of this screen or who has the earbuds in right now listening to me, God's in the same thing for you. 
He doesn't give single gifts out to people. He doesn't, he didn't just give me this and didn't give it to somebody else. You have your own gift. You have your own talent. You have that own thing that wakes you up at three in the morning that won't let you sleep. You've tried to sell it. You try to deny it and he won't let you do it. Rule number one, don't deny it. Listen, uh-huh. lean in. You want to make the sales? You want to sell thousands worldwide and dot, dot, dot? Lean into what God is telling you to do. That's number one. Number two is it's got to steep it in research. Whatever you're going to do, if you do it for the glory of God, it's going to be successful. Only what you do for Christ is going to last. That's a promise. I hate to make that promise to people that aren't believers, but <laughs> they don't. <laughs> it's a hard one for them to swallow. But only what you do for Christ is going to last. Measure what you do. Make sure that you're doing it with the right intentions. Make sure that you're helping the people that you intend to serve. And then go boldly. With 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 the archangels behind you, what can't you do? And when you yeah. operate with that type of faith every single day, you start operating differently. I operate very different. And the thing of it is, is that I love entrepreneurs, business-minded individuals, because we're cocky. We are some cock. I think that whatever <laughs> I sell is better than what exists. That's cocky. Right. I mean, it, it's a pure definition. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so we're that. Be proud. Absolutely. What I have to offer is something that somebody else may offer, but I do it better. Walking into your day every single day, believing that makes you just move different. And so with those three things, believing those three things are the things that are going to be the, the other formula to your success. But the, 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 the thing that I want to make sure you really understand is that if he's given it to you, he's not going to rescind the call. You can mm-hmm. deny it all you want, but he's not going to rescind the call on your life. Yeah, that's good. Dion, you know, you've, we've talked about this planner enough that somebody's okay. probably begging. Give, give me the link for this planner. So tell give us how to read the planner. Yes, you can get the planner at theambitionbrand.com. It comes in a physical version as well as the digital. If for my iPad Pro girls, if you like a digital planner, you can download that planner instantly. Otherwise, I will ship that planner to you with a personal handwritten note from me within seven to 10 business days. That's a promise. Oh, wow. Okay. With little touches, you know, little things. These are for women. Listen, I told you, I know my niche. I know my girls. <laughs> so, some um, hopefully people here, uh, you know, some of you will be getting this as uh, Christmas presents, right? If you, Absolutely. If <laughs> and if someone wants to connect with you more, follow you on social media, how do they do that? Absolutely. I'm on all platforms at the face of ambition. You can find me on TikTok as well as Instagram at the face of ambition. I also answer all of our DMs at the ambition planner at the ambition brand um, websites as well, or sorry, Instagram handles as well. So please feel free to reach out in any of those platforms um, and I will be there to communicate with you. I th- This is my ministry. That's what I'm passionate about is what I enjoy doing. And so it's one of those things that I don't allow anyone else to do inside of my business. I answer all emails. I, I answer all correspondence. That's me. It's me. <laughs> all right. Dion, I really appreciate it. This has been an amazing um, yeah. interview for me. I've learned so much. And for those of you who are watching this, I know that this has just been one of those where you realize, one, the value of what you have, but also the preparation that's needed, some of the mm-hmm. shifts that you may need to take. Um, in terms of how you manage your time and even your mindset. I just want to encourage you. You got a lot of good inspiration here. Don't just take notes. Don't just be inspired. Uh, Don't just even put great stuff in the comments, but get the planner, right? If you're, get the planner, Mm -hmm. put the work in and don't- Get a business coach. Yeah, get a business coach. (laughs) Don't just sit on what God has given you, but you got to take this thing 
move it out into the world and bring your business ideas to life. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.